This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Believe Podcast Network presents the FCS Football Podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. And Sean Anderson. I am a soothsayer. Welcome back, folks, here on another episode of the Believe in FCS Football Podcast. Sean, we're recording this time, by the way, so you know. Just this, this time, we are recording. You want to lead in with a question or a statement and expect me not to respond, and then you start slowing down your counts? Yeah, I counted it. I, I counted in. You counted, but then I you stopped in. at two, and then you just hit the button, and now we had to have a new link. I counted in, and I it was, I, I mean, it's not uncommon to say something uh, to throw off whoever you're working with, but you decided to not pay attention and just, you know, fall for what I had set up. I was, I, I fell for you it. Weren't. You, you had to do more it. work. A good joke. <laughs> you got mad at me it was for a- falling <laughs> for it. <laughs> How does that work? How do I fall for it? And you're the one that's upset. All right, that's a fair point, folks. This is yeah, another episode. Yeah, that's a fair point. It's another episode of the Believe in FCS Football <laughs> Podcast uh, with two former University of Rhode Island football players. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Sean Anderson, my former teammate, former roommate at URI. Today, we're talking round two of the bracket, predicting some of these outcomes. Sean, how are we doing today on this fine Thursday? I'm doing better, and it looks like your face is doing better, Joseph. Oh, it's doing significantly let better. Get, I, let me get a quick turn. I got it. Let me get the full. Yeah, it looks better. It looks way better. Yeah, there's right, still a little. There's still a little blood in the eye. Okay, yeah. let me see without the glasses on the eye. Just lift it up. Oh, uh, it's still a little swollen, but it's pretty yeah. better. Better. It's it's just bruised up. It's 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 cleaned up. I advise everyone to go to the YouTube channel and look at the last. If you don't watch the videos, that's fine. I mean, look at the uh, comparison. We, we, we know that we have a um audio it's a podcast right so you're obviously well, listening. Uh, actually the it's it's actually even now it's, oh it's even it's, well actually it's not even there's some video episodes i don't want to say that necessarily because cons- the audio is more consistent the amount of people that tune in but we've yeah. got a couple videos that have been like a thousand in that range so that's what i mean by on average it's probably you know even we'll go back to the most recent one before this and then joe looked like a mess he looked like he had just gotten in yes. a hockey fight. Yes. I know he likes to say he played hockey. I don't believe it. Uh, but it looks like he <laughs> it looks like somebody actually took his goalie mask off and just started beating him up. Uh, today it looks better, Joe. It looks way better. So I gotta give you uh I'm happy for you because I know you were very distraught. I had yes. gotten the call. Hey, how do you know if like your cheek is broken? I'm like what do you do? I'm like, well, Joe, I've never gotten my cheek broken. Um, also, I think unless you have reconstructive surgery, then the bone just kind of heals itself. And well, then- I, I had actually what I'd said to you is I called you after to give you the rundown of what happened because I sent uh-huh. you a picture and I had said, I, I wonder if I broke the cheek. Uh, but that, yes, I was definitely worried. There's still oh, blood in my eye, which is to the show once he learned that you were you thought he was 12. What? He broke the cheek, the Tyler cheek. Shut up. <laughs> I thought he was 12. 
I'm done with your puns. No, but on, on Tuesday, right after we recorded, I went to a bad joke. I went to a, a nicer restaurant and um I was dressed appropriately, but my face and the bandage on my face definitely was. Why wouldn't not you stay in? Why wouldn't you stay in? Because I already had a reservation. I wasn't going to Oh, you frustrate me. I, I you wanted went to, a, to go you to went dinner. To a restaurant I was the, definitely getting some looks. Your face. Yeah. There were a couple of people that were far more underdressed, though, which was Joe. Really we've we've gone out to dinner together. We've eaten at places yeah. together all the time. Never gone anywhere nice with you. That's fine. But do you understand how we would look at people? Yeah, I put myself into it. I understand when I walk around, people think vagabond. You know, that's how it looks: sweatshirt, sweatpants, uh, hood over my head, ball cap. Also, <laughs> you know, I understand that's that's what's given off, and I don't care. But I really I wish you. Dra- I really wish you. Face, yeah, <laughs> I would be like, "Oh my god, I'm just gonna sit at home and heal." I can't nah, do this. I I'm can't too. I'm too it. active for that, man. I'm too active for that. You're too active. You're Actually, active's active. not the right word. <laughs> active's not the right word. I, I, I'm too. I'm overly confident that I looked because that was the thing. We had the conversation Absolutely. that I looked. You know, I thought some I looked. Honesty. No, <laughs> some I thought I looked better than I did. Is basically the gist of what, what how things were going on Tuesday. Hey, you're not Patrice Bergeron, okay? You can't just go out to the club with a black eye and think, oh, chicks are gonna still dig me because I, you know, I'm a big tough hockey player with long hair and do this and that. No, yeah. no, no, no. You're you're Joe DeLeon. And you, your face was battered. I cannot believe you went to a fancy restaurant with a bandage on your face. I don't. I don't really care. Speaking oh. of battered, let's talk about your your bank account, Sean. Uh, bet online. Get me. <laughs> uh, well, the sick sob is back, and uh, tonight we're recording this on a Thursday. Depending on when you listen, I took a little action on Thursday night football, Joe. Mm. And the sickness has oh. to continue. I'm sticking in the NFC East. I took the Cowboys, and I'm going to be watching every minute of it. They're playing the Saints, and if you want to kind of sweat, did you it take out, a money? Did you take a money line or to cover took them, uh, minus two and a half? Teased mm. it. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and uh, you know what, where you could do that at? If you're sitting here on a Thursday night after you, you're done listening to this babble, and you say, "All right, I want some real entertainment, something that that actually gives me some value aside from you know that's not listening to the show." Head to the new updated desktop or mobile web. You know what? I'm going to start that again because I realized I've never once said the word desktop properly in my life. <laughs> desktop. Head. I said desktop. Um, yeah. Head to des- the new desktop. updated desktop or desktop. mobile website to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code believe 50 to receive your bonus. That's at bet online from basketball, football, Thursday night football with your boy. If you want to ride and get sweaty, uh, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Now I can't wait to hear Joe stumble through his read. I'm all so ready. If if, uh, if you're like Sean and and you like to have some some nice jewelry, sure. Sean's got why not bounce uh, very, why not bounce he, back? I thought about Thursday night football. He, he he's got a he's got a nice pair of earrings that he likes to wear when he goes out. He's also got you know some some nice bracelets and stuff. If you're like that and you want some some diamonds, you want some good drip, uh, head to to Lightbox. Say mm-hmm. goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year using cutting edge technology and innovative techniques. They've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab grown diamonds. 
you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush plink. God damn it. I almost had it. Blush, blush plink. plink. <laughs> That's the price is right. Blush pink, beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lightbox lab grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off price, so they won't have to. They'll really, uh, they really do make any outfit sparkle. <laughs> Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. I got to ask you about your approach, and, and you can send that read, just clip it right there before I ask that. I need to know do you read the entire script? Is it just you failing to read, or are you trying to interject your little thoughts and then you start reading again? I, I, interject, I interject. Oh, that's what I knew it. I knew it. I'm like, oh, he loses his place in the words. He loses and then I forget. I forget where I am. Well, the, so I have the habit of doing it where, like, oh. I'll read through and then I'll just completely, like, I'll be in total <laughs> autopilot mode and I have no idea what I'm saying. So that's where uh, um, blush plink came from. Do you remember one of the lessons that Gresh taught us? What? Where he was like, okay, you read the read, you see that the slug line, what you need to see, and then you pick out two or three points that you read, and then you just go sequentially, and then you have a little thing in between, so you kind of rework the read. I don't care to do that. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to learn from him. Maybe when I'm getting paid more. <laughs> okay. Which I am. All right. Oh. Oh, oh. yeah. Listeners. Oh. I know that a lot of you have reached out about the video. Uh, Colin, I can't send that to you. It's just, it's, I can't do that. I sent that to Ryan. Um, and the photos, yes. I've sent that to a lot of people. Um, if you want to know Joe's salary. No, no, wait, wait. That's not confirmed if, yet. If you want- that's not, that's not, I haven't, re- don't, no, 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 don't screw anything up. Seriously, that's not, we're, we're talking off air. We're not. <laughs> Fine. Then do not DM me about this. Do not inquire. Do not inquire. Um, all right. Bracket time. <laughs> 10 minutes in. 930. New record. And we're going to talk about the bracket for three minutes on today's episode. Uh, we're on round two. We cut out some of the crappy teams. And now the big dogs get to play. At the top of the bracket, Sean, the first matchup we have, we have two Texas schools. Incarnate Ward's in Texas, right? I don't know. Your boy goes there that you won't stop talking about. Cameron Wadswad. Uh, yeah. Cameron Wadswad is going to be facing off against Eric Schmidt and company. The Walk On Radio Boys, which we are supporters of here, of course, uh, at the Believe Podcast Network. That is going to be the first game that we have, 12 p.m. Pacific time uh, on Saturday. So, Sean, taking a look at this game, you know, based on what we know, based on the talent that we know that Incarnate Ward has at the quarterback position, how do you feel about this, and who are you picking to win? Yeah, I'm taking Sam Houston, but Incarnate Ward's going to make it close. Also, way to put all your picks in, Joe. Um, they're going to make it close. You didn't. Oh, it's in San Antonio, by the way. Yeah. Um, Sam Houston has gotten a little bit of flack this year for wondering if they've oh. faced a tough enough schedule. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> they've faced a tough enough schedule, or if they're really playing, if they've ever really deserved the one seed all year, which I would say they have. They are one of the best teams in the nation and they haven't lost. So why not get, why not get your one seed? There it is, is there for you. Uh, but their criticism has been how many other highly ranked teams that they played that are going to be in the playoff and playoffs. And then 
how basically battle hardened are there and I are they I still see him as the one seed I do uh but this is the playoffs crazy things happen I can see it being a one possession game late in the fourth quarter I can see it because I think incarnate words playing with momentum and then an offense that believes in themselves see I, I'm I'm a bit different here so I Stephen F Austin we you know we praise them they're a good football team uh, good enough to make the bracket, uh, a quality opponent going off against a, another quality opponent in Incarnate Ward last week. Now, that was a good, fun matchup, but I, I think that that game was a little too close for my liking. Uh, I think if Incarnate Ward wanted to really prove that they could match up with the Sam Houston team, they would have blown past Stephen F. Austin. And it's no knock on Stephen F. Austin. It's no knock on Incarnate Ward. Again, it takes a lot to make it to the playoffs. But we have to remember how good this Sam Houston State team is. Uh, I'm, I'm, I can't look past the, you know, I know that they have a, a weaker schedule than some of these other top ranked teams, but they're the number one sure. seed for a reason. They are well built across the board. They have a good offensive line. They have a really good defensive front. They are going to get after Campbell Ward. They have so many guys on that defensive line that are just highly productive that it's it's difficult almost to pinpoint, um, you know, who is that elite defensive player that's going to come after him because they have so many different guys that can attack. So I, I see the most com- one of the most complete teams in the FCS going against a team that really all they have going for them is an elite quarterback. And in times like this, when it's just the quarterback who's carrying you, it's not really going to be enough. And I, I think that this is definitely going to be a Sam Houston win. I don't really see this being that close either. Okay. I, if you think so, I think that big-time players that could get looks at the next level make statements in games like this uh, like Cameron Ward, uh, and they, they're going to get this game competitive. I don't think Incarnate Ward's going to win. I don't. Uh, but they will have it close. One score late in the fourth quarter might be a stretch. Eight minutes into the fourth quarter. How about that? I strongly disagree with you. The The okay. next matchup we have, Montana State, eighth-seeded Montana State, is facing off against UT Martin, 1 p.m. Pacific time on Saturday. Sean, thoughts on this one? Is it listed as 1 p.m. Pacific, or, or is it just your formatting? Um, be, I think because my my computer is in Pacific time, uh-huh. it, is, it is giving me Pacific time. So I don't feel like doing the confer- the conversion. You folks, you just take three you, hours? You folks can do the conversion on your own. Was it 7 p.m.? W- 1 p.m. Pacific oh, 4 time, PM. So it's 4. Yeah. I've taken enough brain damage this week. I don't need to do any more oh, math. Well, here we go. Nice. What does that mean? Am I supposed to feel sorry for you because you had, you bumped your noggin? No, no, I don't. I didn't, I didn't bump my noggin. I slammed my face into the ground. There's a difference. <laughs> okay, I'm sure. Pete, well, who who's the com- there was one comment on Twitter. I'll get to the guy. I swear they said, "Oh, it looks like Sean took up his promise and flew to Los Angeles." <laughs> like, well, I did see that. <laughs> I'm like, well, first of all, I, I'm sorry. I'm not crediting. It, it, it actually gave me a good laugh. Um, yeah. Who actually said that tweet out? But it was, uh, I was like, no, I didn't go punch my broadcast partner in the face. I, I wish I was creative <laughs> enough and also not discombobulated at the, at the time I posted the picture. I wish I was smart enough to say Sean found me. <laughs> that that would have been, that would have caused a bit of a stir. Um, for Montana State, UT Martin, I'm taking Montana State. You can't argue with that defense. You can't argue with the firepower that they have on offense. They're just. Really, maybe one of the best well-rounded teams in the nation this year uh, with the running attack. And then with uh, Troy Anderson, linebacker, is hitting. He's a stud. And they are a team that has veteran leadership. And they are a team that can win and knows how to win. They are consistently winning 
team. It's not like a, um, hey, to use this as an, as an example, but if Rhode Island made it uh, into the playoffs, I wouldn't be able to say they are consistently winning blue chip FCS football team. That means that there is doubt. If you are a team that consistently wins, has a positive record, you understand how to win. And then when you're faced with adversity, then you can pull out of it better. That's what you can do. You don't go on a four game skid and now your whole FCS playoff picture is, is in, in disarray. No, Montana State knows how to win. They do. And that's enough. And they know how to win enough and they've done so enough where I can take faith in them and stock in them to win this game and move on. I think that them having the week off last week allows them to recuperate after the loss to Montana, which kind of derailed the momentum that they had. But I look at Afonze and I look at Trey Anderson, the two leaders on the offensive defensive side of the football. Uh, they are going to be leaders in this game. And I, and I look I UT Martin again, it, it, it these play in teams for me, they have to really prove a lot in the yeah. previous week to, for me to buy in and say, they're going to, pull off an upset against the seed. They looked great against Missouri State, and Missouri State's a good team that we've seen the fights that they put up against some of these other seeded teams. But I can't pick UT Martin here. Montana State has been one of the most dominant teams of 2021 for a reason, for the efforts of Isaiah Fonzi, for the defensive impact from Troy Anderson. They have the guys. They have the studs. Those are two NFL-quality guys, especially Anderson. So I'm not going to even think twice here. Give me Montana State. I, I'm fine with that. And then uh, one thing I'd note, somebody that's ranked is going to lose this week. Whether we predict it or not, someone's going to lose because... And we predicted some of them. Or we are predicting some of them. The, the break is not like an NFL player taking a break for a week on a bye. You know, because we know how college students are. We know how college athletes are. We understand that when you're in, that, when you're in a really good cycle, you don't want to get out of that cycle. And if you're consistently having to play week after week, you stay in the cycle. You get a break. You're playing more video games. Maybe you're not eating as healthily. Maybe you go to a party or something like that, which if you're making a playoff push. You're sleeping in and you're not really focusing. Yeah. So there's going to be a team that did that. And we don't know who it is. But that's something that we do have to be cautious about when it comes to this first week of of games after after a break. Well, some teams have a break. So, Sean, the first uh, we got two Friday games, interestingly enough, and I will be clearing my schedule so I can watch both of them. Villanova Holy Cross. That one is on Friday, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Sean, let's keep this one really simple. Villanova is going to smack the crap out of Holy Cross. This is going to be a 40 pointer. I'm I. I don't like the Patriot League. This is going to be a bloodbath. Stamp it. Just put the mark on it. 40 points, Covington, Daniel Smith combined for five to six touchdowns. It is going to be a massacre, a massacre, because guess what? Holy Cross got set up with the easiest opening week matchup, getting to play another rinky-dink dipshit New England team, and they barely won it, and they're going up against a behemoth, one of the best teams in the CAA. Good luck, Holy Cross. You're going to be wishing you didn't have to play this Villanova team. Okay. Yeah, I'll take Villanova also. We'll, make, we'll keep this one quick. Yeah, so, I, I, I can't talk that. that. I, what am I going to do? I don't have That's the true. passion. I, I don't have the, the, the disdain for, for, the, for, the, for the NEC or the Patriot League. What do I care? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know why geez. I hate them so much, but I do. Why? Why would you? 
Well, okay. I am more tilted because again, I am. I don't get why they played each other. They shouldn't have played each other in week one. You got to get over that. <laughs> you got to get over it. I refuse to. I'm going to talk about this until next season. Oh. I'm going to bring it up on every episode until next season. I can. Why? What? What does that? Because benefit? it's stupid. <laughs> two years ago. Two years ago, they played Monmouth, and that was a great matchup because uh-huh. Monmouth was needed to, you know, a little more juice to prove themselves. And they used it as a way of building momentum into playing JMU. And it was a close game at first, but then Monmouth ended up pulling away. That is the type of game that you should be seeing. But instead, you get these two slappy rinky-dink teams. And Sacred Heart played somebody in the first round the, uh, the previous year. And I think they actually might have won. But still, I don't, I don't yeah, like it. It's real rinky-dink. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> uh, next game. This matchup is going to be fun, Sean. Uh, on... Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time, Sac State versus South Dakota State. What are your thoughts, John? I just... Having Isaiah Davis back is the game changer for me. And I said it on the on the recap show earlier in the week. He's the guy that makes the difference for South Dakota State. Pierre Strong Jr., fantastic running back. Chris Aldoken, awesome. Offensive line, very good. Linebackers fly around. Defensive backfield's pretty scrappy. Having that two-headed monster. I mean, this is Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb in the backfield. It's not like you're your your big guy, little guy. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not that. You're not, you're mm. not running with Mike Elstott work done. It's two running backs that can break it any time that they want, but can also run inside the tackles. Who can stop that? You know how you stop that? You put eight in the box. And if you put eight in the box, especially in college football, this is in the NFL where you got the NFL uh, where you got the NFL corners that can play some real man to man. This is college football. Man to man is super hard, S- incredibly hard, and defensive backs don't really get good at man man to man until their senior year, if that. So, with that, you either commit to point, and then you get burned on the outside all game, or you do your best to bottle them up in a four three three four, maybe five down front. South Dakota State has. With Isaiah Davis, every team that they face in a chokehold, they do. And the only way that that they don't is if just barring injury, really. Just barring injury. Yeah, I I, I said a lot of the same things uh, that we we both said the same things on the the recap show that are just going to get repeated right now. South Dakota State has to be the most underrated non-seeded team. Uh, They're still elite. And perfect timing for them to get Isaiah Davis back for the, for the playoffs. They timed it properly. They didn't rush him back. They would be seated if it wasn't for the most nonsensical play in the FCS season, and if not the, the college football season with that Hail Mary in South Dakota. I know that South Dakota is a surging team, and they've been underrated, and they've been under-talked about, and here they are, they're the four seed. But they caught literally the worst matchup in in their first game of, of the playoff bracket. Not to mention that you know we're talking about complete teams with Sam Houston. This is one of the one of the few com- very very complete teams. They are good defensively. They play the run very well. Um, if you're not on top of uh, things throwing the football and you're not in a rhythm, it is going to be very very hard to play against this this attacking defensive line. But Isaiah Davis and Pierre Strong Jr., if I've said this the whole season when they were both healthy, 
if one of them gets slowed down, the other one will rip off. It's yeah. what we saw in the national championship game. And once one of them rips off, it opens up things for the other. They they're play just, they're, they're really well off each other. They're dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Uh, Sean, on the other side of the bracket, we've got North Dakota State, Southern Illinois. That's two-seeded North Dakota State. They're playing Saturday, 12.30 Pacific time, 3.30 Eastern time. Sean, thoughts on this one? Southern Illinois is so Jekyll and Hyde, and they they started off so hot. You're like, wow, this team is explosive. They're dynamic. And then they face some real competition in the back half of their season, somewhat like Missouri State, where earlier in the year, we're like, these teams are going to run the table. North Dakota State who? And then now I'm sitting here like, oh, North Dakota State's still North Dakota State. You know, they... They've taken some bumps this year, but they haven't taken a step back from earlier expectations like Southern Illinois has for me. Illinois, nice broadcasting, you dope. Um, <laughs> true broadcasters would just power through. If I say Illinois, that's something that I can't power through. Well, we're not true broadcasters. <laughs> we're idiots with microphones. The uh, <laughs> Look, I'm taking consistency. I'm taking... That's what I'm taking. I'm taking North Dakota State, who has been... What are you making faces for? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I made Did a you face. forget you were in video? <laughs> I made a face and then I tried to play it off. I was like, why am I making this face? And then I tried you to- went, you went, eh? <laughs> oh, and then I'm like, what is this? I, I literally, I, I could not. Um, why would you do that? Two I'm not even microphones. I'm confused. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. Oh, you are I a zoned boob. Out. It's the end of my work day, man. I zoned out. Just, uh, uh, I've never seen you make that face. But, uh, but, but, the uh, <laughs> North Dakota State. North Dakota State wins. Uh, Southern Illinois is just not they're not stable enough for me. Yeah, North Dakota State's really tricky because I'm still not bought in on Cam Miller. Um, I, I was very disappointed watching him live. And, and now that I think about it, I I might I, I might flip. Flip. You know what? I'm gonna flip. I'm calling an upset. I'm gonna. I'm calling an upset here. Go ahead. I, I think that North Dakota State has benefited from some strong matchups, and SIU does not necessarily have this high-profile, potent offense that's going to put up a ton of points. And like Nick Baker gets the job done, but the the deal is here with. I don't think Nick Baker gets the job done. By the way, he doesn't. But like I'm saying that, like he's he's a qual he's a decent FCS starting quarterback. Fine. Yeah. Okay. I you just there. hate that he doesn't tuck his jersey in. It just it doesn't. Nothing works. We saw how much Cam Miller struggled going against a good defense with South Dakota State, and I think Southern Illinois has that good of a defense that they can cause some problems for for uh, for Cam Miller and, and this Bison team. If Cam Miller gets into a rhythm, it's going to be the Bison. But if they rattle him early. And they cause some disruption that leads to some mistakes. Um, uh, this Saluki pick for me, I think, is gonna is gonna come through. Okay, I'm glad you're flipping. I'm All glad. Right. All right, can we get on to well, the fun, the fun game? Oh, great! All right, well, so I went on my rant. Here comes Sean's rant. 11 a.m. Pacific time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern time. That's a tough trend. The tough tough conversion there <laughs> on Saturday. Uh, Eastern Tennessee State, seventh Eastern Tennessee State is facing off against Kennesaw. Jonathan, go ahead. Bring on the chaos, and I, I, I can't make it super long. Uh, this this rant, um, but 
it's chaos time and it's going to be close because Eastern Tennessee State, not a bad team. They're ranked for a reason. They get wins. They get good quality wins. But again, when's the last time they played a triple option team? When's the last time? Because all your focus has been on teams that run conventional offenses. Maybe you get some tricks here or there. You got to always focus on the RPO. But a triple option team in the playoffs and a team that can execute it effectively, again, not going to win the national championship. They're not going to. But they're going to create enough chaos to have Eastern Tennessee State disoriented. Eastern, Eastern Tennessee State, they're either going to come out and they're going to have like a three and out on their first drive and be like, yeah, yeah, we got this locked down. But that's not how triple option teams work. Because eventually you start losing your focus and then you start losing your legs and then you're tired of getting hit and you're tired of getting hit and hit and hit and you're tired of when are they going to throw the ball? When are they going to throw? I just want to rush the passer. Too bad. Too bad. Keep on taking on two blockers defensive end. What are you going to do? What can you do about it? You either do, you either take on the two blockers or you give up an 80 yard touchdown. So Kennesaw State, what they need to do is meticulously stay to their game plan. They're someone they're going to say adjust. They're going to articulate the ball down the field. That's what they're going to need to do. They need to just stick with it because another team will get confused. Uh, I've always thought that Eastern Tennessee State um, overrated is going to be a, a very aggressive word for this, but I think overvalued is the better way to phrase them. Okay. This is a good football team, but I feel as though that we've <clears throat> rode the Vanderbilt upset very, very far up until the end of the season. Um, a lot of their wins are against decent teams, and their one loss comes against uh, Chattanooga. And as much as I'd love to really buy into the Quay Holmes hype and all that, I don't think that they're equipped to go against this this Kennesaw team. And you talked about how Kennesaw has the chaos factor to it because they, they run an option-based offense. That, to me, I think is enough for them to get this victory here. The following round, they're probably not going to win and their, and their path is going to be uh, decimated. But I think Kennesaw has the juice this round to pull off one of the upsets. I'm so excited for this game. I just am. I know it's <laughs> I know it's just running the ball. You're like, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. But it's so exciting to see the the, the frustration of a defensive coordinator. <laughs> All right, we've got two more left here, Sean. We've got the rematch of oh, the yeah. wild game that happened early on in the season. Montana versus Eastern Washington, sixth seeded Montana. That is on Friday, six PM Pacific time. 9 p.m. Eastern time. Sean, your thoughts? I kind of gave some of my thoughts on, I think, what did we do, Monday? Earlier this week? Earlier this week. Uh, look, Eastern Washington is a team that can put up 40 a game. And if they can do that, it's hard for me to stray away from that. It's really hard for me to because you don't know exactly when they're going to do it, but you know they can do it. And I know Montana, good defense, I know Montana beat Montana State. I get it. I get it. I understand. Did they? Yeah, they did, right? Yes, they did. Yes, yeah, of course they did. I'm, I'm, nice. I, I shouldn't be questioning myself. I understand that. But they were so flat the first half of the year. They were so flat that you're like, oh, is this just Montana getting hot? Which is not a bad thing. Rather be lucky than good, right? Yeah. But well, that was is it just pitched. Go ahead. If Oh, did you hear one of my roommates? No. 
No, 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 no. What? No, I, I just responded. Yeah, but my voice cracked, so I went. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of my roommates was pi- uh, singing in a high pitched voice. Oh. Uh, behind me, so I didn't How know. Beautiful. If through. Um, look, I don't know if Montana's just getting hot or not. If they are, then I'm. It, that's fine. It's good for them. But Eastern Washington is a team that could put up enough points to beat anybody. And I have to I have to stick with that. Even when they were playing a, a tough, staunch defenses, good luck. They'll still score enough to beat you. So that logic to me doesn't make any sense. Sure. Sean. Here we go. Um, go ahead. One thing that they say when you, you get into these rematch situations often is the edge is always in favor of the team who lost because they have time to reevaluate and then attack whatever weaknesses were exposed and then play to whatever strengths were available. This is an opportunity for Montana to take advantage and get some revenge. But the other thing, you're talking about momentum here. Look at both these teams right now. When they played the first time, they were both good teams, but Iwu had all of the momentum, and it's a big reason why they won. Now that the script is flipped... Eastern Washington is stumbling a bit. They are not the same prolific 500 passing yard team. They lost their offensive coordinator. But they could be. They could be. They're on the decline, a gradual decline, not like a complete fall off, a gradual decline. Dude, they scored 19. But but here's the thing is they had that stretch of, 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 of winning streak. They had an FBS win, and then they got a couple losses. The second half of the season was not as generous as the first half. And I'm not saying it's a complete fall off, but Eastern Washington has been gradually declining over the second part of the season because they've been dealing with some stuff. Montana, on the other hand, has since recovered from that Eastern Washington loss to a point where they were able to beat Montana State, which was one of the best teams in the country, uh, to a point where they've had multiple dominant wins since then. And I know that they have struggled in some close games with some teams that they probably should have blown out, like Southern Utah. But this is a perfectly set opportunity for Montana to get revenge based on all of that. I see it as a perfectly set opportunity for Eastern Washington to say, okay, this is how we beat them the first time. They're going to key in on these specific points. Uh, Big yawn from Joe there. Massive yawn. I know know that we're about to be wrapping up soon here. Um, it's nap time. It's 2.30 and it's nap time. <laughs> it's 5.20 here and it works. So we're going to go quick on the Sela JMU. But look, it's going to be a... They have enough time to make enough changes to come out differently. They they can show different looks now because Montana State doesn't know. They know how they beat them the first time. They can beat them differently the second time, but still incorporate the same winning ways. Sean, last matchup we have. James Madison. Don't, don't giggle at me. Don't giggle at me. Shut up. <laughs> James Madison. Southeastern Louisiana on Saturday, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Sean, thoughts? I'm taking the buzzsaw that is Southeastern Louisiana. You know why? JMU is an old team. They're an older team. A lot of uh, fifth year, uh, sixth year, fourth year guys. They just got a week's break. That You think that they, do you remember our senior year? Yes, I do. You remember a little bit like kind of kind of looking forward to that break. Yeah, but we weren't a kind of nice getting kind of getting a nice little taste here. Look, all I'm saying is I think that that R and R that the JMU guys have had, it's gonna hurt them a little bit. I what? think it will. And I also understand they I don't think they've faced a quarterback like Cole Kelly so far this year. Daniel Smith? 
No, not even close. Really? Oh, really? Yes, really. Really? Go ahead. You ask. You ask your boy Ryan, who Daniel Smith and Cole Kelly. How close are they? Go ahead. You ask him. I don't. I don't. What would he say? What would he say? I don't think he would say it's that far off. Oh, I bet he would. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull did up. Daniel, a, did Daniel Smith come on the show? Uh, Daniel Smith did not come on the show. Oh, why not? Is he not an NFL draft prospect? Da 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 da. Oh da. yeah, Cole da, Kelly's da. gonna torch this defense. He's gonna uh, torch him. Jim, the only way that the, the only way that Cole Kelly doesn't is this is this is if the JMU defensive line starts getting to his body quickly, which they could. And I'll give you that caveat right now because I know you're taking JMU. I'll give it mm-hmm. to you right now. JMU's defense far superior. JMU's defense is probably equivalent to as good as Southeastern Louisiana's offense, mm-hmm. but they don't have a playmaker as good as uh, Cole Kelly. So if they can get to him and rattle him, I'll give it to you. But if they can't, Cole Kelly's going to carve him up. Similar to the argument I had for Incarnate Ward, I think that the remaining position group separate from the quarterback position for Southeastern Louisiana is uh, not like terrible, but it's weaker compared to a team like James Madison. Defensively, I don't think they're equipped to, to match up in this in this game. I know that JMU is not a high-powered offense like Silas, but they are going up against a pretty poor defense that has given up a lot of points in some of these matchups. I have to pick James Madison because they're the more veteran team. They've been here before. They've been in these positions before. And as much as I love Cole Kelly, um, I do believe that that defensive line is going to be coming for Kelly's head. Mike Green and company are going to have a good game. They're legit. I'll give them that. They're legit. But are they too legit to quit? Shut the hell up. All right. That's going to be it from us, folks. Sean, anything? No. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.